Today, we're going to be talking about discerning the call to plant. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of We Are Sin Network. I am here again with my favorite people, my new co-host, Hayden from Vegas. And we also got my man, Noah, from St. Louis. What's up, fellas? What's up, Hayden? Good to be here. Hey, Dottie, before we say another we, before we say another word, come on, let me just, if you're watching this right now, just see that, see that Raiders logo in the camera. Come on, Raiders! 2-0, baby! Hey, I'm glad, I'm glad. And if you notice over here, I do have a Saints helmet. It's not because I'm really a Saints fan. I love the Saints because my dad played for the Saints. But, you know, if I was watching the game, I would have been cheering for the Saints. But that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, okay, Mr. Pastor Hyde, I, I think you're I trying to, to cause strife. We've we've prayed, we've prayed for a professional team all my life, and we finally got the Raiders, and they won their first game. And it's worthy of a shout out. Back to the regular scheduled programming. Again, I, I, because we are family, I appreciate it, and I'm celebrating with you because understanding how the pain that Vegas has had for so long. <laughs> I am with you. I'm so glad that things are going well for you guys starting off there. But again, welcome to Thank another you. episode of We Are Sin Network. Today, we're going to be talking about discerning the call to plant, right? And I think that this is really important, yeah. near and dear, you know, when we talk about to call to ministry. And so, I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and pass it over to Noah so we can get kicked off and talk about this such an important subject matter. Yeah, so discerning the call to plant is one of the most important things, guys. I think we can really begin to broach early on in this new season of We Are Send Network podcast. We have guys all over North America that God is beginning to stir in their hearts to plant a church. And, and we, as a network, we want, our vision is to see a healthy multiplying church in every community across North America. And for that to happen, we need God to call out hundreds and hundreds of church planters. And so that part of that process is discerning that call. It also involves, the second angle we wanna take today, it involves that aspect of sending church pastors, of multiplying church pastors, of church planting catalysts, our missionaries out in the field, helping others discern the call to plant. And while the call of God, we know as three guys, the call to plant is very unique. It's very personalized. I believe there are some, I believe you'd agree, there are some common aspects to the call that every person, though it manifests different, every person can really point to and say, yes, that is a healthy, important part of the call to church planting. So, man, Hayden, what are some of your thoughts as we get started in this subject? I know you've got a lot. It's only been five years for you since you, since you set out to plant. Yeah, the, this is a big topic right here that I think is important for church planters, especially those who are thinking through planting, praying through planting, uh, planter spouses praying with them, alongside them about planting to really make sure that they know, that they know, that they know that they're called to this thing. I, I would not wish church planting on anybody who's not called to it. And so I think getting it right is is absolutely crucial. That's how I was discipled from 
Pastor Vance Pittman here in Las Vegas, and um, I think he got it right um, when 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 just really leaning into the calling and not rushing until you have that clear sense of a call. Uh, don't move, right? You, make sure that God's on the other line of that phone, and He's clear enough. He's good enough. He's big enough to confirm those callings on our lives. And so I think that there's some ways to measure when God's calling to church planting. And I think it could be good to talk through some of those ways to measure that on this call. I love that. Hey, Dehadi, I don't know if you've you've experienced that too, but I've sat on the, uh, this side of the table as a sending church pastor, as a Send City missionary with Send Network for years, and on this side of it, helping others discern the call. I've said something similar to what you just said, Hyde, and I've told somebody, if you can do anything else besides church planting, go do that. I, I love how you said that. I wouldn't wish church planting on anybody that isn't called. So I tell guys, that, can you, I ask, can you do anything else? And I wanna hear them tell me, with absolute clarity, I have to do this or I will be in sin. I'll often ask that question in an assessment. Can you can you go do something else or will you be in sin if you don't plant this church? And if they don't tell me they'll be in sin, I'm like, I don't know if you're ready yet. What do you think about that, Tahati? Have you seen that? What's your experience been with that as you try to raise guys up over and over again? Yeah, I mean, I think what you guys are talking about is spot on. I mean, we're, we're talking about the difficulty and how hard it is. And ultimately, you're you're asking the planter or the planting couple the call of, you know, to question darling. I mean, I think biblically what you guys are saying, it, it is the Matthew 6 principle um, on mm-hmm. the Sermon on the Mount where, or in Matthew 5, Matthew 6, when the Sermon on the Mount, where he talks about count the cost, right? Count the cost before you jump in. And I think that that is spot on. And I think we need to to make sure that we are counting the cost because oftentimes we can get caught up in numbers, get caught up in trying to get people out, you know, they're just, you know, just to get, hey, we're planting the churches, but they're dying out, they're bleeding out, they're crying out, all of these things that are happening. So hard because it's not like, it's not if problems or trials are gonna come, problems or trials are gonna come, it is, or do you have the shocks for the long haul when they do come? But I do want to come at it from a little different angle, too, because sometimes, you know, when you think about such a high calling that is just like it's only going to be one in every 20,000, you know, and so who do I go and train? Who do I go? And then what we end up doing as pastors and leaders as ascending church pastor, what we'll do is, all right, oh, he's not called. Oh, she's not. You know, we'll end up determining God's call. I think what we have to do as pastors and ascending church pastors is that we got to learn how to to train the qualified, not just simply training the called, right? And wow. I think most of our systems is that we're only about training the quali- training the called versus training the qualified. That, there's not many churches that have a system that's set up where you are training everyone, right? Most of our systems are set up from the vantage point of, let me, let me, it kind of goes like this. You tell me that you're called, then I assess whether or not I believe you or not. And then I set up a system or a program to help develop that. But I think instead we can go to people and we can say, hey, man, you, I'm not saying that you're called to a pastorate or you're called to a ministry lead, but are in, you know, you know, in in a vocational sense. But however, I, you have the qualifications of of being, you know, these things. And so what does this look like for me just to train you? And then we allow God to wrestle with the calling, right? Because it's in that training, God may call, 
right? It's in that training. Because a lot of times from mission trips and all those things that I've been caught, like I never, I was that dude that was like, I'm never going overseas. Why would I go overseas? Man, there's enough problems in the hood right here. So why would I go overseas? Once I went overseas, I was like, yeah. oh man, I got to go next week. I got to go next month. Like I would, because it's just a totally different aspect of being able to see God. And I really, you know, got that from um, Clint Clifton, one of our directors at the Sin Network. He talked about training the qualified and not just simply the call. Man, that's really good. I love that. We, we, we don't, we don't want to make sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot in this church planning game by, by just saying only until you tell me you're called am I going to put any kind of investment. But if we're making disciples and training up leaders out of that pool, we're going to see a number of people called because they've given opportunity to exercise uh, those, those things. Man, Hyden, I love, um, man, you are slowly, uh, maybe not slowly, quickly becoming one of my favorite preachers. I'm listening to you a lot now. Um, you, you, have this, you have this style about you that just, it's catchy for me. Um, you make things sound really good. Um, when it comes to this subject, you've got, some, you've got some aspects to the call that you believe that every church planter um, should have. Walk us through those. Walk us through those, and let's, let's talk about those together. Yeah, what, what I've found is really a, a, a threefold calling uh, when it comes to measuring this call to church planting. And if I can just give you three words to, to really tap into, I'd say the first one is aspiration. Um, aspiration, in other words, have that Isaiah fire in your belly to ministry in a specific context that looks like church planting. For example, do you feel called to preach? Do you feel called to lead? Do you feel called to this location? Do you feel called to this space? And you just can't escape it. You're you're dreaming about it. You're thinking about it. You 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 feel it. You're like, man, I know y'all want to talk about this, but I just can't. I just am, I got this aspiring. I gotta go. And we see that in the Bible from from different leaders. Paul just he kept just trying to go to cities. He had this aspiration in you. And so I feel like if you're if you're less like a Tigger and you're more like an Eeyore, I would question if you're called to church planting. If, if God has to pull you, you know, cause you just, I don't, I don't got no passion. I don't feel like preaching. I don't feel like leading. I don't know that you're called to church planting. You might be called to a different type of ministry, but church planting, I think you need to have an aspiration for a specific place and a specific word. Um, this the second thing I would say um, is affirmation. And that the call is oftentimes affirmed by key leaders in your life that know you, that know your spouse, if you're married, that know your walk, that can be able to say, hey, look, you might not even see this in yourself, but kind of like what Dahadi was saying, I see this in you. I'm affirming. If it wasn't for key leaders in my life in college and then after college and then in different local churches I was serving and that, that took time to pull me aside and say, hey, I just want to tell you, I affirm church planting in your life. You you might not really see it yet. It might not happen tomorrow, but God's calling you to plant churches. And dude, you need to really explore that. I just started to hear that affirmation around me. And then I started to ask other leaders around me. I said, Hey, I think I got this aspiration for church planting. Would, do you affirm that in me? And just starting to hear an overwhelming yes. I felt like I, I was two for two on calling. And then I think the third one that's so key um, is confirmation from the word of God himself. Sometimes uh, we say it like this, if, if God calls you to it, right, he's going to bring you through it. Um, and, and I love how Pastor Vance Pittman says that he says, you can't stop something that you never started. And when God calls you, and he calls you through his word, 
you're able to go back to that word from the word and really stand on that word and lean into that word. Everybody else could tell you, hey, you should quit. You should stop. You should throw in the towel. But if you got a word, that word is strong. If you just have aspiration, it's not strong enough. You can get inspired by something else. If you have affirmation, you can get affirmed by other things as well. But when you got a word from God, that that can see you all the way through till you get to heaven. And so I, I, I wrestled with that um, when I was really stepping into church planting, Nina and I together with, okay, I got these two, but God, can you confirm through your word? I remember just reading in Mark chapter five, uh, where Jesus heals the demon possessed man and then sends him back home to tell his friends about what God had done in his life. That, that, that word jumped off for me and said, this is you in this text. Go. And I, I needed that. I've returned back to that every year, especially in times of discomfort. So those are my three aspiration, affirmation, confirmation. I love that. Dahadi, I want us to talk a little bit about that aspiration for guys, because different guys are going to have different personalities and it's going to take on a different angle. I mean, we it's clear, it is clear that Hayden Ratner has an aspiration and he has a call to Las Vegas. That dude can't be on a on a podcast without, you know, repping his city. He loves his city. But I, I know that some guys, church planners, that didn't feel called to a specific city or, or mm-hmm. a specific neighborhood, they felt called in a different way. What are some different ways, how do you think that guys are going to have this aspiration, this fire in their belly? How is that going to manifest? Yeah, I think one of the things, I mean, what scripturally, what Pastor Hyde has been saying is this, this idea of Galatians, I'm not Galatians, 1 Timothy chapter 3 is, you know, this idea of a call to be an elder, right? I mean, that's really mm. what we're talking about, right? If wow. any of you have a desire to be an elder, I think that that is a critical piece. And and I think that that is like, we can't like look at like it as a, simply a profession in a sense, but it's a call because you are an elder, you are an overseer, you are a shepherd, you are a pastor. You know, you, are, you will be responsible for the lives of people. You will incur stricter judgment. Like all of these warning passages and all of these passion, like scriptures and passions. And like, mm-hmm. I think that that's critical. So if there's this, not this, this fire in you to, to do that, I mean, because if you don't have it, it's it's not it's going to be hard anyway. But I think that yeah. that what you're saying manifests itself in many different ways. It it comes from the coworker, um, you know, the person who's working at UPS and is just always ministering on their jobs and you know, and they're just kind of like, man, I just want to shepherd these people. I just wanted to spend time wow. with these people. I like, and they have this desire and this hunger for it. It comes from the doctor who's like always praying over all their patients. And they're so concerned about that, you know, about that. It comes from the the employer who's more like a, a mom and the dad to their, to their, um, to their employees than they are a boss or a manager. It, it comes from like all these things. So like, a lot, and then it can manifest itself in these different ways. So even when we talk about church planning, we got to understand that that calling and that passion and that aspiration doesn't mean that you always got to change your vocation, right? Yeah. We got to differentiate between how you make a living and how you live and how you make a life. How you make a living can be different things. Sometimes Paul was a tent maker, and that's how he made his bread. But sometimes Paul was like depending on the local church to sponsor him. He was kind of going in full time. So like, let's separate the difference between our call and our passion for something and things. Because a lot of times if I get on fire for God or I have this burden to shepherd people or to connect, that we automatically assume that means the church full-time vocational. And this is why, you know, at the Sin Network, we talk about, we, we say this idea of, 
you know, there's co-vocational and all of that. And even that blueprint, we are constantly telling people every covenant member is either a co-vocational church planner or a co-vocational church planning team member. What do I mean by that? Our goal is, yeah. is that we are, we are like, you are going to either one day potentially be a part of a church planning team where you're planning and you are, you know, a part of a team, or are you going to be the one leading that team? You know, and because we all are called to be missionaries. We are all called mm -hmm. to be missionaries. And so I just think that we got to differentiate, like when we talk about that passion, because there are certain, there is a certain passion that you have to shepherd people, to minister, to be that Titus two woman, to be that 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 um that a shepherding elder or to be that church planner to be that elder pastor and I think that being able to differentiate because it's hard work, it's hard work because the sheep the sheep bite, they run away, they're ungrateful, all of those things and if you're doing it for the sake of the sheep and for the accolades, you're going to end up neglecting the sheep and not only are you going to neglect the sheep, what you're going to end up doing is that you're going to turn the business of the the business or the church into the business of platform speaking engagements, you know, wow. Sunday services and all those things. And you just, Man. you know, because it, so yeah, so that's what my, I would say. That's my warning. Yeah, that's good. You know, as I think about that fire in your belly and early on in my call, and I've seen in a number of guys calls throughout the years, guys we've raised up in our church and guys all over St. Louis. Um, it's this phrase that, that someone else coined, but it's called a holy discontent. I remember all the way back to my college years, looking at, at the, my, my college situation being like, I have a holy discontent. This is not the way the world ought to look. It ought to look differently. People need Jesus. I was hungry for the Lord. I had just gotten saved at 17. I'm at college on fire. And everybody who'd grown up in church around me is like walking away from the church. I'm like, this is not the way it ought to be. And these people who are looking for other things for hope, it's not the way it ought to be. And then during my youth ministry years, right after college, I'm seeing this, the church missing this whole demographic of unchurched 20s and 30s and saying this isn't how it ought to be. And then feeling these gifts and calls within my heart that I'm not able to exercise because I'm in the wrong role saying this isn't the way it ought to be. And finally, in I, as much humility as I could, I, I bet I, there was a lot of pride mixed in, but going to my leaders and saying, this is what God's saying to me. And then like you said, hiding to have that, that, that affirmation of you need to go do this. It's funny, my affirmation in my life came from my father-in-law who was a, a lifetime Southern Baptist okay. preacher. I didn't even know what church planting was. I just said, this is wow. what God's calling me to. This is the fire in my, my bones. And he said, you need to go plant a church. And I said, go do what? I had never yeah. heard that phrase. And so sometimes it's the other way around. Like I was, I was pushed in that direction and by this call, this discernment. And then someone came and said, this is what you need to do. Um, and, uh, and then the okay. word of God coming in with that as well. Hey, Dahadi, uh, what, what is something, and Hayden both, what is something that, we talked about warnings, we talked about these things. Uh, we have somebody that's saying, hey, I feel like I'm called to plant a church, but all I have is the call. What are a couple of practical steps that they can take and need to take, like right now, practical steps toward that direction of planting a church? That's yeah. good. I mean, I would just say apply with those principles that Hayden gave us, you know, I mean, yeah. like, first of all, are you check, check that aspiration? Like, is that bad? Is this the thing that I'll beat my head, you know, beat my, pound my fist on the, the, the desk, you know, to say like, are other people 
affirming that in me, yep. right? And scripturally, does it like, does my passions, my hearts, my desires line up with the scriptures? And I think this thing practically is just saying like, hey, asking people, because when we first planted our first, not our first church, we planted a church in, in Denton, Texas called Lifeline. And now when we was coming to plant Blueprint um, Church, I was just like, all right, Lord, I don't like, oh, they have a great thing going on and what I'm doing. I wasn't kind of one of those dis disgruntled church planners. I was like, ah, oh, I love what I'm doing. I can do this mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. But then I was like, I'm now discerning, all right, Lord, is this something that you're calling me to do? And oh. then so I, what I did is I had 17 trusted people that like that I had, and I called each and every one of them. And I said, hey, man, this is so what good. I'm discerning. This is what I'm thinking. And people was like, 16 out of the 17 was like, yes, 100%, let's go. You know, but one of them what said no, and that one was the only one who was I was currently pastoring with in the in the current church. You know, and he was the <laughs> only one that said no. This is not the time yeah, to yeah. go. Selfish. So, so that's yeah. So I just think that so that affirmation and just those community that are around you, having those trusted people that is not just it's not for their benefit, but like don't have, but they just love you and they care about you. Yeah. 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 A, a good book that was helpful for me. And the book is pretty big and you may not want to, you may not end up hitting the whole thing, but there's just a chapter in Charles Spurgeon's lectures to his students called the call. And I feel like some of the language that I was even using, it came out of Spurgeon's chapter on calling to his students. And I would just say, if you're watching this right now and you don't, and you're not able to go three for three, Right. Maybe you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm two for three or I'm one for three. But I would say if you're not if you're not three for three right now. Hold up. Wait, take take your time. God, God is faithful to confirm his calling on your life. And so I would say until you're three for three, you don't need to step out and move. And one of the best ways that you can uh, really discern if you're there is by doing a Send Network church planning assessment. Uh, we have an incredible assessment process with the Send Network. I've been able to, one, go through the assessment, my wife and I together, and get great on-time feedback, uh, and then join the assessor team and be a part of an assessor uh, after party to be able to say, man, we take these planters' callings serious. And so if you might say today, man, I feel called to church planning. Your next step would be to, to be assessed and to have leaders success happens in an abundance of wise counsel and so go do an assessment uh, whether that's virtually or in person sign up at nam.org and find where the next send network assessment is that's in your region and i think that'll be a really good indicator if you really are called to this beautiful work and this gangster work called church planting hey uh just for clarification there you're interested in church planting it's nam.net I'm not sure where nam.org is going to send you, but uh, but Tahati's got an even easier way. As we wrap up, Tahati, yeah. uh, tell all our listeners how can they connect with us about church planting. Great. Yeah, and there's, I would just want to add on this too. Mm -hmm. As a sending church, if you are helping, you got some qualified people that are wrestling or kicking the tires. 
there's also we have pre-assessments as well that we go that that you can be a part of that's online and you can do some pre-assessment things. It's sort of like, you know, kind of the pre-engagement counseling, right? You know, you guys you got the engagement counseling, but then you got the pre-engagement counseling. And so we we have it all. So just to help you as whether you're sending church or whether you're a, a potential church planning couple, we want to come alongside you in, in a way. And if if you want any of that type of information, please, please, please text to send network that's two words send network to 888-123 send oh. network to 888-123 and then we will follow up with you again welcome and appreciate you being with us with the for another episode of we are send network i am the hottie lewis here with noah odom and hyden radner and we are send network because you are send network we appreciate you god bless you have been listening to we are send network a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.